Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're going to fly, we fly like eagles. Hey, if you're the person in the Charleston, West Virginia 304 area code that called and sent us a link to a local dentist office, my guess is you were trying to send that reference to the dentist to somebody else and it came to us on our text line. So yeah, there you go. That happens to me sometimes. Like the person who last texted me that I remember texted me may not be the person who actually last texted me. And so then when I hit reply and I send them something, it's not actually doesn't make any sense. So there you go. Although I'm sure I'm more than happy to have a dentist in in West Virginia listening to the show. If that's the case, then, you know, welcome aboard and we will try to work in something about transcendental. That's my best dentist joke that I have for today. If you need a dad joke, there you go. Every time you drive by a dentist office, you can chuckle and say to your kids, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the qualities of God that are transcendental. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> there you go. Was that um, garden, uh, gar- Was that joke a little long <laughs> in the tooth there? Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all I got. It's Friday. You know, it's Friday. Friday funnies. Oh, I got a Friday farm report. Let's do that. I'm Carmen LeBurge, by the way. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen on the Faith Radio Network. And now we do have a text line and it's always open. And um, I guess we're taking dental referrals today. 877-933-2484. Um, Friday farm report. So garden plans. This is the time of year that gardeners make their plans, at least in North America. Um, And so depending where you're listening around the world today, maybe on the Faith Radio app, welcome aboard. Um, Here here in the U.S., this is the time of year when we look at seed catalogs. Mm -hmm. We plan out our gardens and we look at seed catalogs. So what are you going to grow when are you going to start the seeds? Because like now might be the time to do some seed starters in order that the things that you want to have growing by the middle of the summer would actually be, you know, like you're going to have to plant them as little plants because if you're if you're like me and you plant them as seeds, then there's not enough time for some of those things to like grow to maturity by the time uh, that they need to be harvested. So uh, depending on how long your growing season is, you know, you got to get your seeds started, which means you got to get your seeds, which means you got to decide what you're going to grow requires like mapping it out. You got to make a calendar. You know, it's a lot of work to gardening. So I want to talk just for a moment about seed catalogs. I have three right now seed catalogs. This is what the three seed catalogs that I have on my desk right now say on their covers. One seed can change the world. Plant life. Our seeds are pure, natural, non-GMO, heirloom, and guaranteed to grow. I want to reflect on Luke chapter 8, verse 5 for a moment, where Jesus says in the midst of the parable of the sower, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. One seed that can change the world. The seed is the word of God. It is literally the seed that plants 
life. Pure, it's natural. I don't know that it's non-GMO, but it's certainly heirloom and it's guaranteed to grow. Is the seed of the word of God planted in the garden of your heart? There's actually like 44 verses in the New Testament where this Greek word translated as seed, the word is sperma, um, which yes, also, uh, yes, we have a, a, an English derivative word as well um, that produces life. The seed of the man is also uh, this word, sperm. It's the one seed that changes the world, the seed of the word of God. That's the way Jesus describes it. So um, as you are planning out your garden for this year, maybe you're just going to do a little, um, uh, a little raised bed. Maybe you are going to do some big backyard gardening. Maybe you've got, you know, fields to plant. Well, I know you're thinking about seeds. So let's be thinking as Christians about the seed of the word of God and the soil of our hearts and what it means um, for God to produce for himself a harvest of righteousness from that one seed. All right, I read a couple of headlines this morning that um, I found uh, a little troubling, and I want to I share them with you, but Paul Acey is waiting in the wings, and so um, I think we're going to have to leave those conversations for another day. Um, but my guess is that, um, that Paul is prepared to talk about Barney. Barney is back, and Barney's got something to say. You remember him, Big Purple Dinosaur? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. And here's Barney. <laughs> Hi, friends. It's me, Barney. I haven't seen some of you in a long time, but I always make sure to check in on my friends. And it seems like maybe we could all use a little reminder right now. A reminder of the super deep duper ability we all have to love one another and how important it is to show love towards yourself too. After a long day on the playground of life, I want you to know you are seen. You are special. You are loved. Isn't it nice how some things are still true, even when you're all grown up? <laughs> well, friends, it's been stupendous to see you all. And I have a feeling I'll be seeing you again soon. You are seen, you are special, you are loved. I hope you believe that because uh, it is true of the Lord our God and not because a fictional purple dinosaur has uh, come back seemingly from, uh, from the dead to say it uh, in, in, in the days in which we live. Paul Acey is here from Focus on the Families Plugged In. Paul, what do you have to say about Barney's return? Wow, so many things to say about Barney's <laughs> return. <laughs> so it, it sounds like he's really been gone for about 14 years, but uh, but he is set to make a pretty big comeback. His, uh, his overseers at Mattel are excited to introduce him in a new live action movie. So that's sort of what this is mm. prepping for. But the message that he relays, I think, is really interesting. Um, in this particular time. 
and perhaps in every time, you know, I, I think that, uh, what you led up to this conversation with the idea that you are seen, you are loved, you are special. Those are words that come straight from the Bible. Uh, you know, they are they are things that that as Christians we know and we walk through and we embrace because I mean that's 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 what the love of God is all about. Uh that that he knows us, that he loves us, even in our imperfections. Um, and so in a way, while the message is really great, it is sort of a little bit of a of a of a switcheroo in a way where, where if people don't understand that these messages are, are baked into Christianity, they turn to, to Barney as this arbiter of these beautiful, sweet truths. And that's, that's not necessarily, that's a little bit of a mixed bag, I would say. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a good opportunity for each of us and all of us to um, distinguish between, you know, the fictional characters, even the fictional characters that arise around, let's say, Christmas and Easter, and the reality of who Jesus is. And um, and for us to, to help our kids um, talk about, you know, the character of Christ and what, what the word character means versus just these, you know, fictional characters that, um, that arise because somebody's trying to sell us something. And yeah. so... Yeah. I just think all of those um, maybe are good thoughts for the day for parents and grandparents listening. Yeah. And and let me add something to that. I think that there is something about these characters that come back from our childhood. You know, I have a I think we've even talked about it on this show. I have a I have a love of Mr. Rogers. You know, I loved it when mm-hmm. his documentary came out, loved uh, the Tom Hanks movie. When you have these characters come back. It reminds you of a of a of a sweeter, more innocent time when when life wasn't nearly as complicated, and I think that we all sort of yearn for that. We all yearn for the for the time when when maybe our parents would carry us up to bed and tuck us in, when we were able to uh, see life without all the complexities and without all the worries that we have. Um, and, and that's what makes these characters so powerful when they return and they show up on our TikTok feed as, as Barney did. There was one woman who, who saw this and she literally cried watching this mm. message from Barney. And it's because we long for those innocent days. Oh, that's so good. I and mean, it's so helpful. Um, from Mr. Rogers neighborhood, Daniel Tiger is like, he has endured I don't I don't mm. really know how or why but kids today still love Daniel Tiger. I mean like yeah, they still like true. get his like yeah that's an enduring that's an enduring and endearing character from from Mr. Rogers. That's so good. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. Um yeah. AI girlfriends. <clears throat> Could you read us in on this? Um what what is going on? Like how come people don't have real girlfriends anymore? <laughs> well, cuz they're complicated. Let's face it. <laughs> When you're talking about real world relationships, they get complicated. It's it, it's actually in some ways an extension of of what we're talking about with Barney. You know, when we involve ourselves with real people, real people are messy. Real people don't always do what we want, uh, and and it can be very difficult and kind of intimidating to strike up a relationship, a romantic relationship with with somebody else. And in an age where we're so used to screens, it can become doubly triply more intimidating 
So you find a lot of people, uh, not probably a lot of people, but you are finding a surge in popularity of AI girlfriends where uh, these, these digital girlfriends are created in order to to become companions and in largely they are they are female ai characters for some reason this appeals especially to 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 men um but they take what you essentially feed them as a user you know if you're if you have an ai girlfriend the the ai listens to what you have to say and it's sort of allows it to to feed back what what you say what you think what it thinks you want to hear and it really becomes sort of this very supporting very quote unquote caring character uh the thing is of course it it feeds off of you so it doesn't really necessarily have opinions of its own it really just echoes what you want and again it's it's sort of that extension it's it is uh the next generation of you are special you are loved but it doesn't actually have a relationship at all and that's that's a pretty critical component that you need for for a true romance, a true connection with something. Um, I find this extremely troubling. I think the numbers surrounding this are staggering. Um, and even just when we talk about the user experience, like I don't want young men to imagine that their relationships with women of any kind is a user experience. That's um, great. Like that, we got to, we got to break into that conversation as Christians. The other part of this, um, it, I mean, it's it's obviously totally depersonalizing in terms of the the real woman. I mean, yeah, women are complicated, but um, yeah, so are so are men. So are relationships. Um, so is God. Like right. And so when we we talk about um, depersonalizing human beings and human relationships in this way and commercializing it. That's the other part of this. Like mm -hmm. it's not just a user experience. People are paying for a an AI representation of a person to be absolutely designed to meet their felt needs. Mm -hmm. And the the commercialization of this like it this is i mean it's one thing to you know we could have a whole other conversation about paying for porn but this takes that to like a whole nother level where it, there's there's this idea that you could actually have your relational needs met by a piece of technology um and and so i guess i have so many concerns related to this and so if you're listening right now um, this is actually a, this is a good opportunity. You need to go to pluggedin.com and read the blog on AI girlfriends and other things. Um, I'm happy to send you the direct link. Just text me, 877-933-2484. This is a conversation we must, absolutely must be having with the, the men in our lives, particularly the young men in our lives. And you should approach it this way. Hey, um, you know, people are talking about AI girlfriends. Do you know anything about that? I mean, you've got to enter in with that level of like curiosity and as if you don't know anything, but I want you to know in advance the things that you're going to need to know to really enter into that conversation in a way that's going to be helpful. So pluggedin.com on the blog, AI girlfriends and other things. I'm happy to text you the link. 
Just uh, you text me 877-933-2484. More with Paul Acey in just a minute. We're going to um, we're going to talk about how rom-coms, those romantic comedies, how they influence us. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, Faith Radio is celebrating 75 years of bringing faith to life. That's right. We are 75 this year. So to celebrate, we are giving away 75 Faith Radio birthday boxes packed with all kinds of fun things to help you grow in your walk of faith and, yes, celebrate with us. So we're going to be celebrating the birth and growth and future of Faith Radio all year long, and you are an integral part of the Faith Radio family, and so we want to send you a gift. How fun is that? This is our birthday song. It isn't very long. So to enter to win a Faith Radio birthday box today, come to MyFaithRadio.com. We're talking with Paul A.C. from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. Again, the AI Girlfriends um, article. I I don't, yeah, it doesn't really matter um, if you have young men uh, in your life, uh, you know, as, as, sons or grandsons like this is a something that we need to be read in on so we actually understand um young men in general in the culture today uh and how they are experiencing you know the felt need for relationships but how they are meeting those felt needs um through through ai so yeah. uh paul do you have, you have more to add to this conversation i do you know it, one of the things that that i was thinking of is is as we were talking about it is how these ai girlfriends they lean into this sense that the world revolves around me right mm. when we talk about the kids who had grown up watching barney when they were watching barney you know when we're when we're three four years old we think that the world revolves around us right and and as time goes on we realize that there are more people in our lives we we realize that our parents have needs they they have emotions that we we realize that there's a wider world out there and it's not just all about me. But a lot of times the, the, the technology that is coming into our lives increases the idea that, that it is all about me. It doesn't matter what I bring to this other relationship. It matters what this relationship can bring to me. And honestly, if you look at scripture, you know we don't need a lot of help to think selfishly, but mm. some aspects of our culture, including AI girlfriends, increase that selfishness, I think, in, in all of our hearts. How disappointed they're going to be with real, with real women. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, right? I mean, I, I just, how disappointed they're going to be with real women. And I, that just, we don't need one more way to drive one more tool to drive a wedge between mm-hmm. between men and women and to you know uh, uh, yeah and and amen you know and to sacrifice the reality of marriage and um and family life and kids i mean it just yeah it's it's troubling it's troubling i hope uh, i hope you're hearing me and the trouble in my voice and um and again i i hope this is something that you'll read in on and uh, and concern yourself with today um Rom-coms, romantic comedies are having an influence upon us. Let's talk about uh, this. It's also posted at pluggedin.com. 
Yeah, rom-coms, they are some of the, it, it's one of the most enduring uh, genres in movies, right? We we all love going to see movies where boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, girl hates boy, maybe, perhaps. They, they separate for a while, they think they're each other's jerks, and then they come together very nicely at the end. Uh, these are, these are very sweet movies, but... <laughs> But I think when we uh, when we look at their influence, they can be a huge influence on us. And and again, it it, it echoes a little bit what we're talking about AI girlfriends, where uh, sometimes these rom coms can set us up for unrealistic ideas of what a relationship is all about. We expect our significant others to always have the right things to say we expect them to look a certain way act a certain way we expect even the narratives of our relationships to move in a certain way and if it doesn't reflect one of the rom-coms that we've grown up seeing um it can be a little bit disappointing again you know relationships are difficult relationships are messy and they're all so so unique um sometimes if they don't reflect what we've seen on the big screen or the small screen we can think to ourselves, man, I wonder if I'm doing this relationship wrong. And it makes mm. us look for another relationship when the person who we're with is is someone who we love and someone who might be perfect for us for the rest of our lives. That's so good. Um, all right. We got a, we got a couple of minutes. You got you got some reviews for us this week. You know, probably the big one out there this weekend will be Madam Web. It is a superhero movie. Uh, it's an origin story for for one of Marvel Comics D-list characters. Probably not a lot of people know who Madam Web is, but this is sort of an origin story. And, and it involves this young woman named Cassie. She's a paramedic. Uh, and unfortunately, she dies one day on the job. She drowns. Um, her her partner revives her after a minute or two. But when she comes to, she discovers that she has the ability to foretell the future. Not enough to make a killing on the stock market, but enough to change the life or save the life of someone within the next second or two. Uh, the, the movie is filled with pretty much all the positives and all the negatives we kind of come to expect from these superhero stories. There's a lot of heroism. There's a lot of self-sacrifice. There's some good messages about friendship. But there's also a lot of violence and because that violence is perpetrated against teen girls in some cases and because of madam webb's ability to to sort of rerun time to see the future we can see these moments of violence again and again and again and that can be pretty jarring um you have a little bit of sensuality with the outfits you have a little bit of language that you need to navigate so so the movie definitely has some issues and if you're sort of on the fence about it for you or your family um, I definitely check out the full review at pluggedin.com. Um, Paul, uh, bless you and thank you. Give our encouragement to uh, to others on the team at uh, Focus on the Families Plugged In. We we uh, we appreciate your partnership and ministry. Um, and so, thanks so much for being with us today. Anytime. Thank you so much, Carmen. Yeah, it's so good. And again, um, there's just a whole lot at pluggedin.com um, for you as parents and grandparents and others who are, you know, concerned with the way that the ideas of our kids and grandkids and the children um, in the culture are being formed. And there's a lot there for you and me because um, we are all children uh, in terms of the way we consume information and entertainment. And so um, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Like, right, in terms of our childlike faith and trusting in God, 
What are the things that we ought to be protecting our hearts and minds from? What, what are the things we ought to be avoiding in terms of media consumption? Um, Focus on the families plugged in is good for each of us and all of us, regardless of our age and stage of life, um, because media consumption is something that we're all engaged in. And so what um, what are you feasting on and uh, and what is eating at you because of what you're feasting on with your eyes and your ears and your mind? Scripture um, is essential. Like, right. It's, I mean, like if I were just to ask you, like, how do you know God? I mean, even, okay, let's just do Jesus loves me for a minute. Right. You want to sing it with me? Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. All right. I know I didn't sing it. It's because I'm not really sure I have a singing voice this morning. I could try it. Then I might embarrass myself. So there you go. You sing it. You sing it um, for us. Jesus loves me. This I know. Well, how do I know? For the Bible tells me so. Um, scripture is essential in the life of, uh, of the believer, right? Yes, there is enough evidence in creation itself that, that we've got no excuse to fail to believe in God. But by his grace and in his mercy, God has revealed himself to us, his character, his ways, his will in the scriptures of the Old and the New Testament. God has revealed himself fully in the person of Jesus Christ. And how are you going to get to know Jesus? How are you going to get to know uh, about Jesus? How are you going to get to know what it looks like to walk with Jesus and to cultivate the mind of Christ on the matters of the day? What it looks like for a life to be yoked to Christ, walking faith out uh, moment by moment. What are you, I mean, like, how are you going to find all that? Well, you're going to find it in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. And so memorizing scripture, actually allowing the seed of the word of God to be planted deeply within us and take root in our hearts um, is is not just like a casual, hey, let's uh, grab a verse of the day. It is about soaking in the scriptures in such a way that the scriptures become like a knit into the very fiber of our beings. Like you can't pull it out. It has been said that the only Bible that you really own, the only Bible that you really own is the parts of the Bible that you have memorized, that dwell in your heart and mind, the ones that come out of you when the world squeezes you, the the verses that come to mind when you're faced with a decision or a dilemma or a heartbreak or a heartache. So what are those? What are the scriptures that um, are in you? We're going to talk with Robert Morgan about the 100 Bible verses everyone should know by heart. It's not his latest book, but it's the book where you need to begin. If you have never engaged in scripture memorization, this is where you start. And my son Matthew and my husband Jim are doing this right now. And Matthew, who, you know, he's not good at school at all. He's memorizing the Word of God using this book of of these um, 100 Bible verses that everyone should know by heart. So if you say you can't do it, I'm here to tell you, (laughs) yes, you can. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. What uh, Bible verses have been knit into your heart by faith? Uh, what What is the corpus of Scripture that you have memorized and you know by heart? 
Robert Morgan is here with us. He's a best-selling author. He's a pastor. He has been speaking into the lives of Christians for more than a generation, um, and I am totally delighted to uh, to have him join us today to talk about one of his books, A Hundred Bible Verses Everyone Should Know by Heart. Um, Dr. Morgan, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you, Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. So I know this isn't, you know, the most recent book you've written, but it is the book that is currently transforming the the mind and heart and life of a of a young man in my household. And so I thought I want to go back again and for people who have never um never engaged in scripture memorization, I want you to appeal to them and make the case um for memorizing verses of the Bible so that the Bible is in our hearts. Yes, well, I'll say, first of all, it isn't as hard as you think it is. It's a matter, really, of just repeating a passage of Scripture over and over, and preferably out loud. I've been working recently on um, rememorizing the last part of Isaiah 40, which says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning, the everlasting Lord, the God of the the ends of the earth, does not grow tired and weary? and his understanding no one can fathom. And it goes on to that wonderful passage about those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And so I'll just say it out loud. I'll pace back and forth for a minute, two minutes, and read it out loud. And and I'll try to read it with emphasis, like I was Billy Graham reading it in a stadium. And, uh, And you do that day after day after day after day, and pretty soon you have the passage. So it's not a laborious thing. It's a blessed thing being able to just pace back and forth and and read the passage over and over until it engraves itself down into the grooves of your mind. Now, when that happens, then you can meditate on it. And what I do uh, every morning is when I get up and I have breakfast, then um, I'll sit down in the recliner for a while and just close my eyes and I'll quote scripture to myself. If I'm on an airplane and I'm tired and my eyes are t- too tired to read, I'll I'll lean back and just quote that scripture to myself. Um, if I'm visiting someone in the hospital, then I may say, let me tell you the passage that I've been working on recently. Uh, it suddenly becomes a part of your DNA. Uh, it becomes a, a an it's written, as the Bible says, on the tablets of your heart, and that allows you to meditate on it and share it. And you can just work on one passage after another. Then sometimes you go back and you relearn it. Uh, I keep a little list of the passages that are the favorite ones that I'm memorizing. And it's not a big deal to do, but it's a huge deal to have done. And that's what I want to encourage people with, uh, Carmen. We're talking with Robert Morgan about 100 Bible verses everyone should know by heart. One of the things um, that you should know is that um, God is using this this generationally. So my husband, Jim, who you know um, and have known for a long time, this is a book that uh, has been on his shelf and that he used um, a number of years ago. And now he is using it with Matthew. Now, Matthew is our special needs son, and he's not good at school at all. Um, And so he thinks he's not good at memorizing things, but um, he knows these stories, and now he is memorizing 
these verses. And because you, um, because you teach us to not just memorize a verse in isolation, but one verse today, and then the verse that follows it, you know, after that, and the verse that follows it after that, he's memorizing passages of scripture instead of just verses in isolation. Um, so I, I just want you to know that it's a gift. This, this is a gift. And, um, and, Sometimes we just need to turn and say thank you to the people who give us such important spiritual gifts in our lives. Well, thank you. I put this book together really to uh, uh, to be a guide for what I wanted, the Bible verses I wanted my children to memorize. I remember mm. one night I was in Europe uh, somewhere and I was alone and I couldn't sleep and I just got up and started saying, uh, if I had 100 Bible verses I could get into the minds of my children, what would it be? And so I began developing that list. And then, uh, Carmen, I came back and we preached. I preached through these passages for an entire year. Mm. Uh, uh, 100 Bible verses, which is about two verses a week. But we did a one-year sermon series on uh, 100 Bible verses everyone should know by heart. And, uh, and I had people in their 80s and 90s memorizing these verses. We had children four and five and six years old memorizing these verses. And so the book really is the distillation of a one-year series of sermons. We have the verse, and then I have a, a, a summary of the message that I preached. They've got illustrations, they've got stories, they've got outlines. It's a very uh, usable book, but there there is nothing that compares to having God's Word written in your heart. And people just, they think it's not necessary now. They have it on their phones and it's wonderful we have the Bible so accessible, but nothing compares to getting it into your mind in a place where it really begins to penetrate your personality and change your temperament and your behavior. And that's what memorized scripture does as we begin to meditate on it. Okay, so that's what I want to talk with you about next. This isn't just a process of getting scripture into my memory. It's not just like, you know, I'm going to stick this card file in a um, you know, in, in a mental drawer, and I'm going to, you know, close it up in there. This is about getting it into my subconscious and then um, watching God use it to express himself in my imagination. And then, as you say, into practice. Can you talk about that, getting scripture into the memory, into the subconscious, into the imagination, and into practice? The book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, says, this book shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, you should continue reading it out loud so that you may meditate on it day and night. And the word meditate there really means to chew on it, to ponder it, to think about it, uh, so that you may begin to do what it says, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. And then David, uh, the psalmist, took that verse from Joshua, and he visualized it and gave us Psalm 1. Blessed is the person who delights in the word of the Lord, who meditates on it day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf doesn't wither. So there is something about meditating and pondering and thinking about Scripture that transforms our personalities, and it changes our thinking, and it gives us wisdom, and we begin to look at things the way the Lord does. We begin to view the events of our lives and of this world through the lens of God's thoughts and scripture. And as we're doing that, we're developing wisdom. And with wisdom comes a better attitude. It comes a happier, more blessed life. 
as David says, we become like trees planted by the rivers of water. In other words, our roots are always uh, accessible there to the waters of the Holy Spirit. We flourish. And all of this comes from the simple process of, of saying a verse of scripture to yourself until you have it down in your mind and then taking a walk and thinking about it. Uh, and when I take a walk and think about it, I think, how would I explain this verse to somebody else? And I just roll it around in my mind and scripture has a transforming effect. It's much better than sitting and looking at the news all day on Fox or CNN. That can uh, be mentally uh, disturbing to us, but memorizing and meditating on scripture just refreshes us like nothing else can. So if you've ever wondered, like, you know, when Carmen says, let's cultivate the mind of Christ on the matters of the day, what is she talking about and how do you do that? This is how you do that. Um, what Robert Morgan um, shares with us in this book is is not just a hundred verses of scripture, because anybody could make a list of a hundred verses of scripture. Um, what he does is he makes the case for scripture memorization. He then teaches us how to do it, lots of practical ways of engaging the scripture so that it can find its way into those deep grooves of your mind. Um, but then he talks about um, how that is going to alter you over time, how you are going to be changed as the word of God sinks down into you and permeates um, your subconscious thoughts. Your dreams will change. Your understanding of what's happening in the world will change. Yes, your conversations with others will change. You will be changed as your mind becomes literally conformed to the word of God. Um, and so when we talk about cultivating the mind of Christ on the matters of the day, we are talking about the necessity of getting the word of God deeply into us, so deeply that it informs us um, more than the information that we're confronted with um, in the world in which we live. So we're going to continue our conversation with Robert Morgan here in just a moment. He is a best-selling author of many books. We are reaching back in time and picking up this well, this first book in what now is a little bit of a series. but So this one is 100 Bible verses everyone should know by heart. Um, and knowing them by heart is more than just knowing them um, in, in your mind of memory. So we're going to encourage you to meditate on the Word of God as well. Uh, more with Robert Morgan in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Receive a daily email featuring a scripture graphic. Sign up for the verse of the day email at myfaithradio.com. Robert J. Morgan is with us. You can find him uh, and just lots of great resources at robertjmorgan.com. We're talking with him today about 100 Bible verses everyone should know by heart. Um, when we talk about, uh, people are texting in, uh, Bob, on the text line, and one of the, you know, one of the things is like, how do I, how do I do this, you know, with the littlest of my, like, nieces, nephews, or, or grandkids? So when you talk about um, these Bible verses making their way into, you know, into my family life, um, when we talk about scripture, scripture memorization with little kids, I'm thinking the use of, of um, scriptures set to song, because that makes it easy, I think, for kids to memorize them. It has for me. I'm wondering if you have thoughts on that. Like, where do you start with the littlest of kids? 
Yes, well, songs are very good, and there's a number of uh, Christian musicians and groups that have put uh, memory, scripture memory uh, verses into songs, and and nothing is better than that. I've memorized verses even as an adult that have been put into song, so I would search out some of those resources. Also, if you're able to travel with your grandchildren, I have a couple of grandsons who haven't been in church a great deal. One is eight, the other is 11, and when I'm on a trip, I'll try to take them with me, even even on the plane or, or if it's by car. And I'll select a verse. In the last trip, it was Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I just say, this is our project for the trip. And, you know, by the time we come back, they know that verse as well as I do. And I've been saying it for half a century. So, uh, so we just have to look for for opportunities to do that. Now, some churches also have excellent scripture memory uh, programs. Uh, my friend uh, Matt Markins is the uh, president of Awana. And, um, and if you go, you know, if you have a church with an Awana program, then, then you've got scripture memory uh, built into the church's children's ministry. And a lot of churches do whether they have Awana or not. Uh, another thing, Carmen, is having scripture on the wall. Uh, mm. When I'm in antique stores, I'm always looking for scripture passages that have been cross-stitched or, uh, you know, with calligraphy or something. And uh, and I have scripture on the walls of my house. And also I give it to my kids uh, and to my grandkids for their bedroom walls. And this is, you know, it says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, this book of the law, uh, you shall love it with all of your heart. You shall have these words on your heart and you shall share them with your children when you sit at home, when you walk along the way, when you get up and when you go to bed. So this is the idea of just letting scripture be a regular part of your daily conversation. If you're in the car going to get ice cream, say, you know, uh, I've found a verse in the Bible that I want us all to memorize. And, you know, it can be a very simple verse or even a part of a verse. But all of this, not a single syllable of the Bible is without power. It's got a power in it that is raw and real and energetic and coming straight from heaven. So when you get your grandchildren or your kids to memorize a verse, even as simple as the Lord is my shepherd, then there is a power that comes from heaven that links directly to their minds and can energize their lives. So you've just got to be creative and natural. And if it's a part of your life that's a busy, active, living part of your life, then it has a way of overflowing to them, too. I'm thinking here of a, a maybe an exercise that um, those of us who are, you know, getting on in years and, and have grandkids, um, talking with them about the verses that are most important to us. And then for those of us who have parents who are, you know, 85 and 90, that's, you know, that's the age of my, of my folks right now, um, having conversations about what are the passages of scripture that, um, that are most important to you now that you want to be sure are the ones that, you know, we amplify, we, you know, we read aloud, we, we use in, in memory of your life. Like it's a, an entry point into conversation about eternal things. Um, maybe you could help us with that, how scripture, um, you know, how we can use it to have conversations about eternal things? Well, it's, 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 it can be very simple. I remember on several occasions, my dad coming to me and saying, hey, look here, Robert, at a verse I found today. 
and mm-hmm. he would open his Bible and point it out and talk a little bit about it. And I remember the verses that that he showed me he had, because he was genuinely intrigued with them. And it's like teaching your children to eat. If they see you enjoying your food, they're going to be much more likely to enjoy their food. So if you just say, you know, let me show you this verse that is so intriguing to me. It's very helpful to me today. Um, it changed the way that that I'm approaching um, this day or this subject or something. That can be a very powerful thing. And speaking of older people, it is scripture memory as much as any other mental exercise we can do that wards off dementia and Alzheimer's. It keeps the mind active and busy. Uh, and I've had people, my son-in-law, his father, his grandfather was up in his 90s. Uh, he was a World War II vet. And he took this book and memorized every single verse uh, and finished about the time he passed away. But his last big project in life was memorizing these 100 verses, and it kept him Mm. mentally and emotionally well. So I don't ever want to stop memorizing scripture. It it keeps my mind young. And and then, again, just to share very naturally uh, with your kids. Uh, have, Have a Bible open, you know, on the kitchen counter. Uh, so that it's visible. Uh, let people know this is this is not just another book. This is an important book, and it's it's one we dip into constantly. That's so good. Um, that's that's really so helpful. And you know, part of um, I think part of discipleship today, particularly you know, with with folks who didn't grow up in in homes where this was the practice. It seems um, it's such a natural part of your life because of the way uh, that you were raised in your home, and therefore it's being transmitted generation to generation in your family. But there's a lot of folks, um, you know, for whom this is totally brand new information. They've never been in a house where there was an open Bible on the kitchen table, um, and they've never been with a parent or a grandparent who was so intrigued by the Word of God that they were like, hey, let me show you what God um, is revealing to me in his word and look at this and look what I found. And so thank you for these very, very practical um, windows into what a faithful family transmitting the importance of the scriptures, um, what that actually like looks like. Um, so thank you for that window into, um, into your family life as well. Um, we have to leave it right there, but when we come back, I, uh, well, when we when you come back the next time, because I'm just gonna have you on the hook to come back. Is that okay? Will you come oh, certainly, back? Certainly. Certainly. Okay. Yes. Because because one of the questions that came in on the text line while we were talking and I didn't get to it is he said rememorizing. Why is he rememorizing? Does he leak? And so yes, there you go. Can we talk about uh the fact that we the next time we talk, can we talk about our leakiness and our need to rememorize? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So good. So good. All right. Um, Robert J. Morgan, um, author, pastor, dad, grandpa. You should um, visit with him at robertjmorgan.com. The book we talked about today, 100 Bible Verses Everyone Should Know by Heart. He's got a lot of other ones. If you have already memorized these 100 verses, there is more to this story. So um, so visit with uh, with him online at robertjmorgan.com. From there, you can get to all of his social media as well. All right, it is Friday and we are wrapping it up today. Um, So as you enter into this weekend, choose a verse of scripture and memorize it. Like use this weekend to memorize um, a verse of scripture. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a complicated one or a hard one. 
um, just pick one and memorize it. If you need help, um, the first verse of the Gospel of John, the first ver- the first verse of the book of Genesis, these are all good. Um, maybe you could memorize um, a blessing. Here you go. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you and give you peace, his peace. May you have a weekend of wonder and glory and blessing and opportunity to extend the gospel to someone else. Have a great weekend and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.